How to Plant a Tree, on this episode of EnviroPod. Hi there, I'm Scott Coco, and welcome to EnviroPod, where we discuss everything environment within Fairfax County and the many ways that the county's Department of Public Works and Environmental Services is working to maintain and improve our environment. Apparently, trees are a fairly important part of the environment. (laughs) Who knew? With the county moving more and more towards urbanization, urban foresters help remind us how vital trees are to, well, everything. Today, we're going to have a bit of a botany lesson and speak about trees, their benefits, and how to plant them properly. Joining me is Hugh Whitehead, an urban forester with the Urban Forest Management Division of DPWES. Hi, Hugh. Hello, Scott. Thanks for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you. You doing good today? Yes, doing well. All right. So, Hugh, tell me a little bit about what you do here for the county. Well, our um, Urban Forest Management Division works primarily with uh, new development. We review rezoning cases. We review uh, site plans, which are really the construction plans for the project. Then when the project goes to construction, we work with the site inspectors to make sure the plans are followed and any um, issues that arise during construction are properly addressed as far as the trees are concerned. Okay, and uh, how how long have you been working with as an urban forester and working with trees and development and and, uh, keeping that as a focus for the county? Well, I've been working for the county for 21 years. Um, Before that, I was uh, uh, worked in the private sector as a tree preservation consultant. So I was preparing plans for developers to include with their site plans. I was preparing tree preservation plans. Um, When I came to the county, I just moved to the other side of the table. Mm and uh, reviewed plans. Um, In the last few years, I have, I'm not doing so much plan review these days, but have been working more in with uh, policy issues. And I started a tree planting program a few years ago, focusing um, on planting at the schools and teaching the next generation about planting trees properly and envir- the importance of environmental stewardship so uh, future future urban foresters hopefully are in the making how did you get how did you get interested and in get into this going going way back going way back um you from the area gosh, or? i'm from the southern part of virginia a lot more um, trees down there <laughs> spent uh spent a fair amount of time in charlottesville that's where i really started my um my tree industry career um, i was uh rock climbing with a friend actually and his father owned a tree care company and i got into it initially for the climbing Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that much about trees. I'd never operated a chainsaw, but I could climb, and I picked up the other things pretty quickly. It was it was the first job I had where I felt like I really belonged. This is what you know. This is what I want to do. So it's worked out, and it's been a career that um, I've been able to move through different areas of the industry as I got older. So it's it's worked out well. I, I mean, something specific about trees that kind of brought you in or kind of, uh, uh, you know, just tell me about your, uh, your feeling on trees. Well, my feeling on trees is, gosh, I've always... Um, I've always been a little awestruck by their statue, their structure, the the whole framework of the, you know, the trunk and the scaffold branches, smaller branches, leaves. They're just so well put together. And 
you know, the largest living organisms in the world, actually. It's, I don't know, I, I remember growing up as a, as a kid, we lived in a, an apartment, a second floor of an apartment. My mother and father had doctor's offices on the first floor. And I was able to look out of my bedroom window right into the canopy of these trees mm-hmm. and watching the squirrels run around, jumping from tree to tree. And I don't know, that has made, that made a, a huge impression on me. And it was something I loved to watch, and I thought how neat it would be able it would be to be able to do that. So I mean, going way back, that's kind of the essence of sure. my my start in the career. Yeah, I, you know, that's something I, I as I talk to county employees that they become experts in various fields and and whether it's people that get into you know the the electoral board or people that especially do stuff for um do stuff in public works they 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 grow to ha- they come in with an affinity to to what they they talk about and with the number of people that we talked on this podcast it, it's a uh um it's a love they have for the environment or or water or you know um, any part of it, and they get to do that for a career. So I, I, I enjoy kind of finding how people get into how right. they get into it. Um, hearing, hearing those stories, it's yeah. always it's always interesting. Yeah, and you fun. get the the people aspect of it. Um, so I, I've lived here in Fairfax County my entire life, and you know certainly, um, uh, you know, you see the roads getting bigger and bigger. You see every median strip seems to either have a uh, a strip mall or a townhouse complex being put on it. Um, now with 66 and um, a lot of the the roads that come across 66 seem to be getting the wide widening. And my uh, my 13-year-old daughter gets dismayed every time she sees, you know, land get clearing clearing out and trees. And so talk to me about some of the difficulties that, um, you know, you were talking about development and working with developers on the importance of keeping trees. Um, we did an episode on green streets and, and how the trees are part of that program uh, between the street and the sidewalk and the building and, and how that helps with water. But Talk to me about some of the efforts that you have done and that, that the county has done to ensure that, yes, we have to knock down trees based on some of the urbanization that's going on, but um, about planting trees and how, how what we're doing to help with that. Well, with urbanization, there's finding spaces for trees is becoming more and more challenging. Mm-hmm that all of that underground space as well as the above ground space there's a lot of competition um for those for for uses in those areas the in places like the Tyson's Corner with redevelopment there and Reston where I've I've worked pretty extensively more attention is being paid to Developing um, good planting spaces, um, using um, some of the new technology, structural cells are a framework of uh, a modular framework of of cells that allow pavement to to go over top. It supports the pavement, oh, but there's space inside for soil that does not have to be compacted mm-hmm. then to support that pavement. And, and, and it's important that um, the trees have a good good soil to, for the roots to grow into and take up nutrients and water. And really, they're not going to, they're not going to perform well without that. That's the, the first thing that we need to be sh- sure that we're providing, and that's interesting. And then the, the also the root structures then don't damage the concrete and the you know stuff after that because they have room to grow. That's right. Okay. It helps with that. Often, 
the reason roots grow along the surface and impact sidewalks, lift sidewalks, is because the the soil below is compacted and the roots just can't make their way through it. Okay, and and so that's an effort that has been going on for a while here in the county to to make more room for those trees to grow and thrive within some urban areas. That's right. That's right. Interesting. I didn't that that's a technology I wasn't aware of. That's pretty cool. It uh, is it is very cool. Um so you know, I you know, joking here at the beginning, but let let's talk about the benefits of trees and okay. and again just just to remind folks, and I think most people are aware of it, they learn it over time, but why are trees so important? Well, trees do so much for us that, I mean, part of our job is making people aware of the benefits of trees, mm-hmm. just increasing um, that awareness so they can appreciate trees and the environment and and learn to take care to maintain their trees and preserve trees where they can where they can during development of course there are environmental benefits which trees provide just by their normal functions things like um, stormwater mitigation um, air quality mm-hmm. pollution removal all those things trees do just in their regular normal functions. Right. Then there are benefits that trees provide through our people's interaction with the trees. Things like um, businesses are more successful, they do more they do more business. People shop longer in areas where there are there's good tree cover. It's mm-hmm. more comfortable. Right. It's shaded. People like to spend time there. There's uh, there are a lot of of health and wellness benefits. I think most of these are based on the reduced stress that people feel when in a environment where there are trees and and tree cover it's there is a um a website uh developed by the University of Washington where a lot of research has been compiled by Dr. Uh, Kathleen Wolf hmm. that that looks into health and wellness, uh, education, uh, road safety, all of these things, people are not, they're not the first thing that come to mind when people think of trees, but they are benefits of trees. Sure. Well, and, you know, just as human beings are meant to be connected to the outside, and and and, and I think psychologically, um, you know, trees are partners, you know, partners with us here in, in the environment. Absolutely. And, and, That's a great way to put it. Um, you know, whether you see a, a weeping willow and just imagining sitting under it and uh, um, uh, reading a book or just taking taking the, the scenery in. I, I'm a fan of birds. So, you know, obviously trees are vital to, you know, the the our the aviary community, and so, um, you know, and and I just they 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 keep us you know grounded really I I think and and so I'm sure that has a lot to do with it do with it also um, I know lately in the news you know we're worried about you know the Amazon and people talking about all the trees and the foliage getting damaged down there but um, you know. It, it, it's really personal here locally too when you when you see a lot of the construction and stuff going on so um it's always good to have that connection to nature and, and trees are a major part of that right yes yes very much so um so talk to me about the you know so how does a tree work how, how do 
how does um you know we 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 talk about you know trees as a filter to to help the air quality and the water so talk to me a little bit about that and the leaves and the trunk and roots and all that kind of stuff well starting at the roots the um the roots of course anchor the tree give it give it stability um they take up water and nutrients um and send those up through the trunk the trunk is a conduit for those water and that water and, and nutrients and provides a vertical support for the crown uh the scaffold branches really make up the the framework of the crown and then you have the the smaller branches and twigs um which of course uh hold the leaves where the leaves are attached and the leaves uh perform uh of the site for photosynthesis where the tree makes its food and also water transpires through the leaves that's part of the the cooling um capacity of a tree it's not just shade but as that water is released from the leaves through evapotranspiration there's a cooling effect in the air um during uh towards this time of year the the tree is sending um uh food down into the the wood for and roots for storage so it has um that energy stored for when it needs to put out a new set of leaves mm. in the, in the spring okay so basic you know and just and then causing us work in the fall <laughs> well <laughs> i don't yeah you mean raking raking leaves yeah, yeah it's <laughs> you know i i never thought of that as a a really burdensome task i you know if you think about all of the the benefits the things that trees do for us that's a a small price to pay oh, as yeah, far as i'm absolutely. concerned and you can have fun with it and i always have great time with my girls in doing that so yeah yeah it is it's a, it's a it's a great uh family activity to get out there and of course the the more hands you have the easier it is and um, anybody can rake leaves oh yeah 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 uh so um so the trees have benefits um for a whole host of reasons um and a, talk to me about what is a good way to keep um trees healthy um you know i uh, had a whole um homeowner over in Centerville and had a number of trees and you have them trimmed up for certain reasons um you know mulch soil talk talk to me about some of the good best practices on trying to keep your trees healthy well keeping your tree healthy really starts with planting um choosing a a spot where um whatever species you've selected is going to its cultural requirements are going to be met it's mm-hmm. getting the water it needs it's getting the nutrients it needs it's you know the the soil needs to be well aerated too um and digging the hole properly often the 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 thing that that really works against a tree later in life is the fact that it may be planted too deep hmm. so it's not getting it's not getting the oxygen the roots are not getting the oxygen they need their soil in contact with the trunk of the tree which really should be above ground um so really health starts with planting um we want to kind of 
Make sure the, the soil, like I say, is well aerated. If it's compacted, there are ways to um, restore, alleviate that compaction and, and restore a good, healthy structure to the soil. This also helps with water infiltration. Of course, if the soil is compacted, water is going to, more of the water is going to run off mm -hmm. and not infiltrate into the soil where the roots can take it up. Mulching is important too, to not have grass growing right up okay. against the tree. Okay. Of course, this helps with. Um, Mowing the grass, you, you're not you're not coming in contact with the with the trunk of the tree mm -hmm. when you're when you're mowing or or the string trimmers can do a lot of damage as well. So a good wide ring of mulch um, that covers the the ground around the around the tree out as far as you can. Um, tolerate. I know. I know a lot of people love their lawns, but lawns and trees are don't coexist very well. Hmm. And I think of trees as not only one of the most beneficial things in the in elements of the landscape, but also the most valuable. Sure. So if you can, if you can reduce your lawn. Um, around the tree, have a good layer of mulch. You don't; it doesn't have to be bare mulch. You can plant in that. You can plant herbaceous plants or bulbs or shrubs, um, which are not going to compete with the for the water and nutrients the way grass does. Lawns, turf has a thick mat of roots that intercepts a lot right. of that water and nutrients before it gets down to the to the tree. Huh. And then after it's been in the ground for maybe three years, you want to look at the crown and do a little bit of pruning to give it a, a better structure. There are often branches that... Um, cross other branches um, where they're rubbing together and and causing wounds in the in the wood um, there are branch unions that are if they're narrow there that's often an indication that they are are weak you want a good more of a u-shaped union between the mm. the branch and the trunk so we can prune out some of those branches when the when the tree is young we're not making a big cut that's going to take a long time to close and we're and we're providing um a more healthy structure for the tree okay and, and that way we're avoiding a lot of problems that if um they're allowed to persist and the tree as the tree gets bigger they're going to be much more difficult to correct and more expensive too mm -hmm. I, you know I, it, it it always is interesting when you're driving down through a neighborhood and then you see a tree that's been completely pruned and and it almost like like they took the entire crown off but they left the whole tree there I never never understood that is that well, that's often that's often associated with clearance for um, electrical lines, uh -huh. um, but there is a misconception that by removing most of the crown, you're making the tree safer. That's that's entirely incorrect. Okay, I hate seeing that. Yes, <laughs> and I just, yes. It just always baffled me whenever I, I, I right. see that. So, Yeah, this is a, a practice. It's referred to as topping. Uh -huh. um, but you're, you're heading back. You're leaving a stub um, at the end of the branch where a lot of new branches will come up, but they are poorly attached. So mm -hmm. as they 
as they get bigger and heavier, um, that's often where a tree that has been topped will fail. It's those new branches, those new weakly attached branches will come off, and some of them get very large and can cause a lot of damage when they fall. Wow. I, you know, it, it, my, uh, my parents moved in the house they're currently at in 30 years ago or 40 years ago, 1979. And it was all a brand new development and area, and there were very few trees around. And uh, um, going back and, and looking at the backyard this summer and then really noticing that the trees that I grew up with are now big and thriving and, and you know, fully grown uh, trees is really – it, it kind of does your heart good to see that they're still there and standing and thriving and, and that it, it – there's a canopy almost in the neighborhood when, yep. you know, it wasn't there, you know, 40 years ago when I was growing up there. So right, it's, it's right. Very... I, I plant trees at the schools with the kids, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things I point out to them, that they can come back when they are older and see these trees. And there's a lot of satisfaction, I think, they will they will have if they come back and visit these trees that they planted and now they're you know 30 40 feet tall and providing providing a lot of shade to the playground or the you know the the places where they spent their childhood sure you know not not only that is that so much of the environment you know with roads and neighborhoods and everything Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. stores it's all going to change Right. You know, it all looks completely different, and then you go back to the area where you planted a tree, and you can, you know, see them grow. That's got to be got to be rewarding. So um, that's that's really cool. Um, so uh, let's talk about how to plant a tree and some of the best um, the native trees in the area that we're looking to plant. Well, we talked a little bit about planting a tree. Um, Native trees have evolved over the years to be suited to a particular area. Mm -hmm. And also the wildlife, the pollinators are – these are the trees they want to – that are best at providing them habitat and and food and uh, as – as climate change changes, I have to believe that the trees that are um, suited to the soils we have and the, um, of course, rainfall is likely to change, uh, temperatures are likely to change. But as long as we can slow that down a little bit, I feel like trees can evolve to adapt better mm-hmm. and the ones the ones that will adapt better are the ones that that originated here that grow here norm uh, naturally okay now this is a question that i've had i i asked um uh, uh, uh someone that we interviewed here on the uh podcast about um native species uh and some of the um, the pests that come in that, that enjoy some of the non-native plants in the area. Um, when you say something's native, um, how far back does that go? <laughs> because there are trees that are quote-unquote non-native, but they've been here since colonial times. <laughs> right. So uh, what do we consider native? Well, there are you're going to get you're going to get different answers <laughs> yeah. to that question, you know, depending on on who you talk to and what their background is. Um, I think the 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 standard answer that comes out of of our division is that trees that plants that existed here when when it, the area was first settled, mm-hmm. those are those are native trees. Of course, 
Um, there have been a lot of enthusiasm over the years for bringing species from other parts of the world just because people they're pretty find that interesting <laughs> yes yes and also um plant breeding has has created a lot of of new varieties and cultivars um in some cases that has been very beneficial in um developing um plants that are resistant to diseases oh. or insects or are um, drought tolerant. Um, mm -hmm. So that certainly that certainly has its place. It's it's pretty difficult to um, to buy exactly what you want in a tree that that is genetically at home here a lot of the right. a lot of the trees that we plant are native species but they may have come from another region of the country uh, where they're farmed is that it exactly interesting. right right interesting yeah um, where would someone go to get a list of the right trees that we're looking for in the area how, how do they how do they get help with that? Well, a lot of the we have a lot of um, good nurseries and garden centers mm -hmm. in the area, and um, knowledgeable people um, who know where to get pretty much whatever you want. Um, that's that's where I would go. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And the internet hopefully will help a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, but certainly the experts out there that have the trees can show you what you're looking for and, and maybe um, have an understanding of your neighborhood and where you live and looking to plant a tree to help you out also. Right. And and there are things to consider um, when you're selecting a species that, you know, it's not just ornamental. Mm -hmm. Um for instance, trees, one of the benefits of trees is energy conservation. Um, planting a tree on the southwest to northwest side of the house, 20 to 30 feet away, um, it, at this latitude, that's where you're going to get most of the, of the shading um, that provides uh, energy conservation for your, your build, your home. Oh, interesting. Um, in the summer, and then you can plant evergreens to block winter winds, and that's going to help. That's going to reduce, reduce your, your heating, heating cost. Heating cost. Interesting. Right. So I think right tree, right place, which is kind of the, the mantra of, of tree planting, um, extends beyond just meeting the cultural requirements of the of the tree i th i think it, it also um impacts the the benefits that you get um, so you want to you want to plant a tree where you're going to get the most bang for your buck sure um and and provide you know uh contribute to your environment, whether it be um, create, uh, creating, a, enhancing a space where you spend time outside or energy conservation or providing um, food and shelter for wildlife, um, which, you know, we all enjoy watching the, the birds and the small mammals and their interaction with trees. So, um, so we pick out a tree, and we're ready to plant. Mm -hmm. um, and and you just mentioned about the hole and about the mulch, but talk to me about the process that we need to go through on. We're going to plant a tree, right? So we've got our we've got our tree. We've got the we know where we want to put it. We first thing we need to do is um, 
three or four days ahead of when you're going to plant, you need to um, call Miss Utility mm-hmm. and make sure that there are no utilities under the ground where we're going to plant. Now, the hole we're digging is not that deep. It's relatively shallow. Most of the utilities are going to be below that. But we don't we, – we want to know where they are because maintenance to those utilities later, you know, if we're right on top of it, it could require the removal of the tree mm, to, to okay. maintain those utilities. Right. Um, so the, the, the hole should be no – deeper than the height of the the root ball. If it's a container um, or a bald and burlapped um, root ball, you can measure the height of it, and the, the hole should be no deeper than that. I think it's safest to to make it a couple inches shallower than the height of the root ball. So we dig the hole. Um, We've got the depth. Uh, the, the width should be two to three times the the width of the root ball. That mm-hmm. gives us that gives us room to work to remove the the burlap and and the wire basket if there's a wire basket on the on the root ball. And it also. Um, gives us a chance to to make that soil in the immediate vicinity of the root ball, make sure it's aerated, well-watered, so those roots get a good start. So as we, we've, we've dug the hole, now we set the tree in the hole. If it's in a container, we have to take it out of the container, mm-hmm. of course. And sometimes there will be, um, in a container-grown tree, there there will be roots that have hit the inside of the container and then started growing around and around inside that right. inside that pot uh-huh. inside that container. Now, if we leave those like that, they're going to continue just to grow around in a circle. They're not going to grow out, and. Um, that harms the the health of the tree. It's not getting out where um, it can explore new um, areas where for water and nutrients. It's also a stability issue because that footprint is not large enough to for support. Yes, yeah, right. to support the tree as it as it gets taller and heavier. Let me ask so, you real quick. Okay. Uh, you know, in areas where you hit that hard Virginia clay, mm-hmm. you know, that really thick, chalky, you know, stuff that's a real pain on the butt to dig into. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have good soil around um, what you put around the initial tree to grow, is that a good environment and area to, to, to grow a tree? Well, we want to – we – it's it's best to use the existing soil as backfill and mm-hmm. not not amend that too heavily. Um, so it's uh, so it's vastly different than okay. the, than the surrounding soil. We don't want to create an environment where the roots just want to stay there. They oh, they see. need to go out, but there are ways we can improve the the surrounding soil. Um, one of the things I like to do is I have a heavy-duty garden fork, or you could use one of those digging bars mm-hmm. um, to jam that into the ground, work it down, and then rock it back and forth so you're kind of fracturing the soil. This is outside of the hole that we've dug mm-hmm. for the tree. You fracture that soil, and you're allowing water to infiltrate more easily. You've mulched the tree so that organic matter, as the as the mulch decays, can work its way down into the soil oh, I see. and improve the 
any compaction, alleviate any compaction that um, is the you know condition in the surrounding soil. Hmm. And, and and how often do you mulch you, annually? Well, the the mulch, yeah, annually. Mm-hmm. I would. I, that's probably a good rule. It's usually you mulch in the in the spring when things are coming out. You know, it it mulch also helps with um, weeds, as you, you know they're coming up in the spring. You know, you get rid of that first flush of weeds. Put your mulch down. Um, usually, um, you know the the tree is using using a lot of energy at that time of year to to push out new leaves and and grow them to their to their normal size, um, so watering then is good, and mulch really, if it's a, a natural situation, um, you don't really have to worry too much about fertilization. Trees making its own food mm-hmm. if it's got, you know, the elements that it that it needs in the soil. Soil testing is, you know, if you see something that looks um, like the the tree is having a problem, if the if the you know gets to be the middle of the summer and like the trees are are undersized or they're they're not a good healthy looking green, they may be yellowish, mm-hmm. they may be browning around the edges. Um, sometimes that can be a a, a nutrient deficiency. You, so testing the soil from time to time to make sure that you that it has the the nutrients that the tree needs and the pH is at a level that allows the tree to to take it up that's a good idea too and we're going to give everyone your cell phone number so they can call you to have you come up oh, no okay i just <laughs> Because, uh, you know, we're going to have you call out to, to visit everybody, help them with their trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, people can always call our office at uh, 703-324-1770. We have a urban forester of the day who answers um, general tree questions. Wow, that's, a, that's awesome. Yeah, and um, points them in the right direction if... Um, if there's other information that they need. Well, I, you know, I, I know this is something we can walk step by step through a, a lot of things to do with trees, you know, whether it's the roots, um, follow-up care, how to protect trees from wildlife when they're very young. Um, we can get into a lot of this stuff, but apparently there's some literature out there that can kind of help you um, help our residents with tree basics. Can you tell me about the publication that has recently come out that we're kind of promoting right now? So we don't have to talk, talk through all the specifics that people can go get some help. Well, this is a this is a great little book. It's been out for a while. It was just recently updated. Mm-hmm. So um, what's it called? It's called Fairfax County Tree Basics. Okay. It's it's as far as you know, basic fundamental information, it's got pretty much anything you need in here. Um, this was um, updated by uh, one of our urban foresters, um, Linda Barfield, working with um, Jean Cadet, um, who is who is the Braddock District District uh, Tree Commissioner, um, and they have done a great job. Of course, they consulted other um, people as they were updating this and revising text and um, adding new information. Um, But it has a lot of the information we've talked about today. And uh, if you're looking for something to get you started as far as information about trees, it's a it's a great little publication. Yeah, I've seen it and gone through it, and, and in preparation for this, and and I'm hoping to use it uh, really soon myself. Because when is the best time to plant a tree? As we're looking at this right well, now, well, this is a great time right now. Okay, 
it's it's a little dry. It's been pretty droughty. The the September um, was pretty stingy as far as is rain the is concerned. One the driest ever. But if you if you pay attention to watering, there's no reason you can't plant a tree now. I mean, um, and how normally how late? this late? I would say any time the ground isn't frozen. Okay. Um, in in most years in in Virginia, you could plant into December. Okay. Um, so, and you know, beginning beginning now, I've got a, a, a planting at a school site uh, later this week, Thursday. We're planting um, trees at Greenbrier East. Uh, elementary school. Oh, that's great. Um, that's with, great. With a bunch of second graders, so <laughs> excellent. That's that's always fun, and and, and I'm going to be joining you at uh, an, another school at the end of October. Yeah, you're going to so. you're you're coming to Mantua Elementary School um, in uh, Annandale, and we're going to do a video there about planting planting a tree right so um, the county has lots of resources we've got this great booklet um, that we're going to do we're going to try to keep promoting it with with video that'll be on uh, channel 16 and on YouTube on the internet eventually here so let folks know how to plant and take care of trees um, and and Hugh here is going to be our spokesman for that and help us out um, and uh, how how do the kids react to to the the tree planting program? Oh, they love it. I think you know everybody wants a shovel. Everybody you know everybody wants to to pitch in. Everybody wants to contribute. And and we talk about the benefits of trees and um, environmental stewardship in general. Um, you know, taking care of the environment. So, you know, it's around, it, so it's, you know, later future generations can enjoy it too. Yeah, well, that's an ongoing subject. One of the reasons why we have the podcast, and, you know, certainly with with this area being just a huge watershed is something that we talk about a lot and the effect that water that comes from the western side of the county all the way to the eastern side and, and how it affects the environment all up and down. Um, and, you know, trees certainly have a huge impact on that. And let me ask you one last question here. You, What's your favorite tree? Kind of silly. I know. It just gives <laughs> us some personality and character. So I, I, have, I have several, you know, favorite trees. Um, white oak is a favorite. Um, American beech. Um, Black gum, um, really, my favorite tree is one that's well planted and well taken care of. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I, yeah, I know. You know, the silly questions sometimes are fun. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I know you got to ask yeah. that. Um, um, I, I, so some of these topics, they, they, they have so many nuance and complexities to it and stuff that people don't think about on a day-to-day basis. And so it's always kind of fun. And, and I always say we could, you know, the people that are experts at it, you could talk to them hours and hours about uh, about their subject. And trees certainly is one of those. I, w- I want to thank you for, for coming in and talking to us. And I'm looking forward to working with you and then taking what I learned from you to then take my girls out and plant a tree hopefully this fall. So that's one of my goals personally. That's something well, that's, that I get out of doing from this podcast yeah. is I, I get uh, um, a lot of great ideas to help uh, as, a, as a resident and a father to, to work on these things myself. So Well, that's great. That's, that's certainly one of my objectives is to get people excited like that about trees and passing it on to their kids. Right. So again, just reminders for everybody that this is, we want everyone to, you know, certainly realize how important trees are to us. And if it's something that you don't think about on a, on a day-to-day basis, you, you probably um, 
you know, just stop and smell the roses, if you will, and take a look at the trees. I know this is the time of year where people like to take drives and see the beautiful foliage in Virginia um, and to, to really appreciate the, the trees that we have in the area. Um, and that if everyone takes time to do the right thing and plant a tree when they get a chance, it's always a good thing. But make sure you go out and you go out to the county website um, and if you want more information on this, you go to the county website and look for the Fairfax County Tree Basics booklet. And if you simply go to the fairfaxcounty.gov website and go into the search window and just type tree booklet and it'll come up um, as a PDF. You can print it out. Um, and then uh, um, I'm sure there's ways. Are, are there, uh, do you know if there are places that people can get a hard copy of this just in general? Well, they can call our office. Um, I know we should probably, I think we have some of these like at the supervisor's offices. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, Go to your local supervisor offices in your district um, and they should have copies of these booklets also. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, we, I don't know how many we printed, but we're almost through them and I think we're going to have to, you know, get some more. And we want to save trees and not print too many, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So go online, look at your PDF. You'll be able to take a look at it there. And just again, it's just type in tree booklet, fairfaxcounty.gov. That's the easiest way to get to it. You can also go to the Department of Public Works and Environmental Services website, at fairfaxcounty.gov, where you can get all kinds of information about the urban forestry program and how to help take care of your local environment. So that's it for this episode of Fairfax County EnviroPod. I want to thank you, Hugh. Thanks for coming out and talking to me, and I'm looking forward to getting more information from you. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So that's it for this episode of Fairfax County's EnviroPod. If you want to hear more, uh, you can find us at fairfaxcounty.gov slash podcast and, of course, the DPWES website. And we are also on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you have any questions, comments, or an idea for a topic to be discussed on EnviroPod, email swpdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov or you can call 703-324-5821. And once again, what's the number if you want to call a urban forester on call? 703-324-1770. All right. And, of course, Hugh's cell phone number is... (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Once again, thank you so much for joining us, and thanks to my good friend Irene for making all this happen. And that's it for this episode of EnviroPod. I'm Scott Coco. We'll talk to you next time.